magkuha ng pre-med was UP. So, luckily, uh-huh. I entered UP. Uh-huh. Pero after one sem, sabi ko, parang uh, nag-iba ano ka tayong sa uh, gusto ko. Ah. Anong kinuha mo? Psychology. Yes, psychology. Okay. Sa pre-med. So, pero after one sem, parang sabi ko, parang iisip ko, uh, parang nag-iiba ata yung gusto ko. I want something that's more analytical, more uh, more logic, using my uh, logical skills. Um, kasi I found medyo, medyo mas maraming memory work. Eh, parang ang hirap, no? Uh, para mag-prepare for one exam, parang isang linggo. <laughs> Ganun ba? Parang, mm-hmm. ko, baka ako lang, hirap-hirap ako dun sa, oh. sa pre-med. No? So I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift. So I shifted to economics. Oh. Uh, so after one, two cents, I, I prepared to shift to economics. Uh, okay naman, you know, I, I graduated from economics in where pa, naka, naka-honors pa when I graduated. Wow. wow. And then, uh, wow. But, but that landed me in a economics track. Siyempre, ibang iba na from from uh, medicine. And so after graduating... Mga ano year yun? Uh, I graduated in 1985. 85. So, Pre-EDSA. Oh, medyo konti ka yung trabaho nun kasi nagkakaguloy. Ito mga tao. Ang hirap mag-apply. Hindi ka, hindi ka naging komunista. Okay. Hindi siya na red tag. Hindi siya na red tag. Continue. Uh, so, yeah, and so luckily, I ended up joining uh, SGB, Sisip mm. Gores Velayo, in the management management services side. I was a technical staff doing research. So I was responsible, I was made responsible for uh, doing executive summary briefings. We had a monthly publication. Ako yung prepare ng data. Uh, Back then, yung data collection was manual. You know, I'd go to the agencies. Kupitin oh, ko yung dyaryo. Oh, babasahin wow. ko. Babasahin oh. ko lahat ng dyaryo. I'll put it, uh, put, put it uh, in a digital format. Ayusin ko. Photocopy ko yun. Nilinisin ko yung sides. Tapos ipopotocopy ko ulit hanggang luminis yung report. You know, very... Uh, <laughs> Talagang manual, no? Manual. Yung technology no araw. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was my role in SGB. I stayed there for uh, two years. Tinapos ko yung contract uh, as a technical staff. So after a while, I was... Technical staff of whom? Uh, ano yun eh, may level sa SGD. Technical staff 1, 2, 3, before, before ah, you become a okay. consultant, then manager, oh. then okay. so entry level ko, technical staff. Uh, researcher ka, taga-photocopy ka, taga, oh. taga lahat, no? Uh, taga-collecta ka ng data, what, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever is required to oh. do the job. Back then, yun nga, research ako, I was with the economics group. Uh, yung iba, merong, merong napunta sa IT. Ako, economics ako nun. So it was pure re- research. And then, after two years, yung contract with SGB, of course, I could continue, but I thought, the only way to move, move upward in a company like, a consulting company like SGB, was to take up uh, further studies. So, inambisyon kong ma-promote to manager doon, but I I was looking around, everyone was taking their masters. No? So, with that in mind, 
I I applied in UP to take up my MBA. And oh. so I joined UP uh, UP uh, master's program uh, on a full-time basis. So, oh, sa Diliman to, sa Diliman. Diliman, Diliman, Diliman. Oh. Kasi malapit sa bahay namin yun, pagka-QC ako. Oh. Uh, so, I was pursuing that after a eh, trimester yung MBA master's ng UP nun. So, after three sems, uh, I had friends in my in the batch ahead. Kasi mga two years yung master's eh, di ba? I had uh, friends in the in the one batch ahead. So when they graduated, they started applying. Nag-apply na sila. So ako naman, uh, biglang may nakita akong ad na ina-applyan nila, this company called IBM. So oh. may open na ad na kalagay, marketing training. Ayan. So ako naman, sabi ko, uh, sige nga, makikisabay nga ako. Baka ko lang kahit na hindi pa ako tapos sa master's. Wow. And uh, to, my, to, to my surprise, Ako yung natanggap, hindi natanggap yung mga <laughs> kasama mo. <laughs> Kasi may masters na sila. Ako uh, so so I, I ended up uh, cutting my masters short. Kasi back then sabi ko, uh, siguro I'll continue my masters at night. Magpa part time mm. na lang ako. I'll take the opportunity to work for IBM. IBM was a very uh, big company, respected company back mm, then, uh, di ba? Um, so I went through the interview process. I got hired. Uh, akala ko pa nun, uh, kasi in my mind, uy, economics ang shift ko dito from research, marketing, brand management. Yung ganung type. Oh, oh, oh. So when I saw the ad, marketing tra- trainee, I thought it was really a marketing role. No? <laughs> so not knowing na in IBM, that's actually a route the roadmap for that is either a pre-sales role or a sales role. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, kaya lang, nung nalaman ko inside, nandun na ako sa loob, nagpe-training na ako, and back then, um, IBM really invested in training. No? Uh, oh. For the first nine months, gaaral ka lang. They, At saka ron, education center. Uso nun yung pinapadala pa yata kayo sa ibang bansa, sa Hong Kong, Singapore to study, no? Oh, we we ako yung anong sandako na tutay. We went to Hong Kong first for the first two trainings. And then the next two courses sa Singapore kami. I was one wow. of the first batches na nag-shift from Hong Kong to Singapore. 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 So nakita ko yung Hong Kong and Singapore uh, education centers namin. So it was I was fortunate to to go through that. Um so yun, first nine months, aral lang, educate, balik ka, kuha kang exam, oh. ipad ka doon, study for two weeks, sarap, no? Tapos, uh, may, you're, you're paid, <laughs> may seldo ka, meron kang per diem, nag-iipon ka, pang-shipping, di ba? Pero, uh, did, you know, so, did you know right away na, uy, mukhang okay dito, ha? mukhang okay itong IT, ha? magtatagal ako dito, ganun ba yun, nakikita mo ba yun? Uh, maybe not that far, no? Maybe not uh, that far. Uh, uh, it was really, I, I was so young. I was, uh, what, 24, 25. Hindi ka pa sure what you really want in, in your career, di ba? So it was yes, really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking it one year at a time, maybe, I'd say. Uh, there was no long-term plan. But, of course, I was really, um, 
just looking at the people in IBM, lahat sila, you know, they were they were they were doing well. Uh, very inspiring yung leaders. So, you know, parang oh, sige, uy, ito, ito parang okay to. Uh, I just observe what they're doing. Uh, I want to aspire for the next level, uh, next position. Who was the country manager of IBM then? When, when you I entered? joined, it was Bobby yeah. Romulo. Oh, Bobby. Uh, oh, the great Bobby Romulo. Oh, oh. So, so naabutan ko pa si Bobby Romulo. Yeah. And so, after the training, the nine-month training, uh, I think I did quite well in the training. Again, nagtatap ako eh. May, may ranking yan eh. So, no. they thought I was probably technical. So, dinagay nila ako sa <laughs> pre-saves. Ginawa akong systems engineer, no? Oh my goodness. My first role... Uh, was to be a systems engineer. Ginawa akong uh, DB2 specialist. Oh. Uh, uh, yung, ang, ano, yung OS. Uh, yung database. 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 Uh, database. database. So, ginawa akong DB2 specialist and CSP specialist. Yung, and then, I was assigned to the banking sector. I was uh, assigned to one of the first DB2 installations in the country. Back then, it was UCTB. So I was wow. like the pre-sales account account mm. officer, uh, uh, pre-sales or systems engineer ang title. Systems engineer for the UCTB account. So uh, that's where I I uh, got the introduction to the real life of you know pre-sales and sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a year... Uh, Kasi maganda naman yung relationship with the account. I think uh, the, the customer was very happy. They they saw the potential to make me, to shift me to a sales role. So, si Milo Cruz. <laughs> said, uh, and and uh, my boss then was Jajo Pintos. Oh, si Jajo. I was reporting to Jajo. Jajo was the SE manager. Mm. Then I was reporting. Tapos ang kapartner niya sa banking, si Milo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Kasabay pala sila. Uh, parang sila yung partners na rin. Sales hmm. manager and then uh, SE manager. And then, the, I guess the two agreed, uh, ilipat nga natin si Ronnie sa sales. So, after a year, they made me the account executive or account manager for the same account, UCPP. And so, I, be, I shifted to the sales role um started in the banking industry i probably stayed there for 5 years i was handling after ucpb they added other accounts um and then allied bank so i was handling banks and then after that uh there was typical of any multinational or like ibm reorgs are done often yeah. it, it, it's good it makes you uh, well-rounded. It gives you new experiences. Uh, it gives you new challenges. And at that time, there was a major reorg. Um, and uh, Nilo became the head of public sector. Mm, okay. Uh, so when he was shifted to public sector, dinala ako ni Nilo. Rodi, tama ka dito. I will uh, make you head one of the industries. I was asked initially to head the telco and I think uh, petroleum industry. So mm. petroleum, mm-hmm. telco was under me. 
uh, back then banking was the bread and butter. Or, banking or, was uh, you know pag banking ah medyo malalaki yung kuta diyan, you know, yung accounts, malalaki yung mga sales, mm. di ba? And then if you were in the public sector, it's uh, very, very cyclical lang sales, di ba? You have big sales and small. And then in the telco, telco was very small then because mm-hmm. uh, the telco was uh, a regulated industry. It was a monopoly, right? But luckily, after that, that, that the time they shifted me to handle telco, that's when the deregulation happened. Uh, I think that was about 1993 when the telco industry in the Philippines was deregulated. Yep. The government issued, I think, seven or eight new licenses, right? So so that gave birth to new brands, new telcos, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bayantel, yung mga... Islacom. Uh, oh, Islacom. Basta madami yan, di ba? Hinate. So I was new then. The, the industry was emerging because of the deregulation. And back then, there was we were looking for solutions to bring into the country for, from IBM because all the, the telcos were starting up. So they were setting up their infrastructure, they mm, no, exactly, no. the basic IT infra, customer care and billing, yung plan management, uh, uh, yung customer, ayan, customer care, billing, those are the basic applications in a telco. So... Luckily, uh, we found IBM had this this uh, solution, which is an AS400 based solution, mm-hmm. which was uh, sold to Telecoms New Zealand. Uh, so we looked at that. We said, "Hey, New Zealand is about the size of Philippines, right? Uh, although baliktad, the number of sheep nila is the population only had 3, 4 million uh, uh, population standard. Uh, but the land area was the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, while New Zealand had the, the, the perception that it was a bit, you know, agricultural, when you look at what Telecom New Zealand did back then, it was pretty impressive, no? So we started bringing customers. The first customer we, we brought there was Digital. Digital uh, was mm-hmm. the first customer who actually signed up for that solution. So we went to New Zealand, showed them what New Zealand did, New Zealand Telecom did. Pinanggal nila yung branches. They they used their their uh, technology, the phone, to serve their customers. Everything's by phone. Pinanggal uh, nila yung branch offices. And so uh, it was fully integrated. Back then, mahirap pumanap ng integrated offering that, you know, uh, integrates the customer care, the billing, and, and the plant management. Those are the three main end-to-end. areas. Oh, so alam nang when 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 an agent answers your phone, they know what you have. They know the total relationship with the customer. So it was a back then pretty advanced customer care and billing system. And swerte na naman uh, after digital, we sold it to other companies like Smart Telecom, oh, ELBT. Um, uh, Biantel bought it, Eastern Telecom bought it. So, lumaki talaga yung business namin for the, for the telco industry from the Philippines. And, because of uh, yung AS400 uh, na system? ICMS, it's called ICMS. No? So, ICMS, okay. ICMS is the name of the application. Integrated Customer, customer Management System. Yan natin yeah. So, again, 
um, I was leading the telco industry for the Philippines because of the growth, tremendous growth after you sell one system, we sold it to another one. We had several customers. I got promoted to become the division manager. Wow. Uh, sales. You know, I'm division manager. Uh, and my boss then was uh, Mon Hoxon. Oh, oh, si Mon Jo. Oh. Si Mon jo. Uh, I think you, yeah. Mon was your guest recently. Yes, a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the so first he, guest in our podcast, actually. Mm. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, so, yun. Uh, Mon gave me the opportunity to head the public sector, included mm. government, it included telco, uh, travel, utilities. So, I was I was responsible for all that. No? Um, and then, after that, yun nga, ang laki na nung, ang laki na kasi nung telco industry sa Philippines. Mm. So the region mm-hmm. saw that and said, hey, why don't you replicate that success in ASEAN? So, <laughs> so, so when I was, well, I think at the age of 34, ginawa akong ano, 33, uh, 34, I think they made me the ASEAN GM for the telco industry. Wow. ASEAN. Okay, so I was covering the ASEAN countries, uh, leading the... Uh, the telco teams in each of the countries. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a regional role. Uh, I did that role for two years. Uh, flying but based around. here? Huh? But I'm based in the Philippines? Uh, I was based in the Philippines because yung Philippines was the biggest telco business. Eh. Mm, okay. It accounted for probably wow. more than 50% of the total telco business in ASEAN. Oh, for, wow. for the company. So they wanted me to replicate that. The challenge given to me was, why don't you replicate that in the other countries, right? Uh, because shortly after the Philippine telco industry was deregulated, the other countries also started deregulating their telco So you mean to say, nauna pa tayong mag-deregulate? We were the first. We were the first. One of the first, if not the first. first. Talaga? Mm. That's a very, so, very ano, ah, interesting information mm. that you, ano, ah, that you mm, mentioned. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Kaya pretty advanced yung telco natin. So we were, we were parang the, the success story for telco. We were, we were, in fact, at some point, we were the reference. Our customers were the reference. Uh, for for selling selling uh, telco solutions across the region. Siguro dahil ano uh, yung ano siguro uh, yung value added uh, services for the telco uh, yung kasi yun, ang naging problema natin we focus on that uh, on on that eh, yung ano yung which a single server can can accommodate or a single uh, cell site can can accommodate. Ang problema nakalimutan ng mga telco to put up towers. <laughs> When when the mm. when 3G and 4G came, mm. is is that correct? Uh well, 4G came years after when when it was first deregulated. Okay, ano pa lang to eh. Oh, hindi. Tsaka, mas ano pa yung technology nun? Text lang yun. <laughs> Analog text yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, 2G, text, pasok pa lang yung 2G nung time na yun, di ba? Uh, in fact, if you look at it, back then the thinking was it was landline. Mm. Landline yung laban na noon kasi ang hirap kumuha ng landline, di ba? Oh, wala pa isang uh, million yata landline noon eh. We didn't expect the mobile technology to grow this much back then. Back then, the telcos were thinking, oh, it's a good mix of 
Bulk Land of it would be course. landline. Postpaid pa nga eh. Landline, postpaid. Diba? And then, uh, konting, uh, then the introduction of, of wireless. Diba? Mobile. Uh, in the early days, mobile was not yet expected to grow that that fast. Kasi mahal eh. Um, mahal ang telepono nun eh. And biglang, tingnan mo ngayon, if you look back, looking back, wow, what happened? Uh, prepaid became the the, the biggest uh, yeah. form of, of billing. Uh, and then mobile became, grew pa, much faster than landline, di ba? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, those were things that I think back then we didn't expect. Uh, and in fact, if we look at if we go back to the solution I was talking about, the ICMS, it was really geared for landline. Mm-hmm. And talaga. <laughs> oh, it was a billing system. You know, it was geared for that type of uh, mm-hmm. of an operation. So it, that, that will tell you back then it wasn't expected that the telco industry will turn out this way, the way mm-hmm. it is today, right? Uh, you know the technology has evolved so has moved so fast that uh, the market has changed completely. Of course, what's good back then was the deregulation encouraged innovation and competition, yes. right? right? And because of that, uh, service improved, uh, coverage improved, uh, more investments came in from from the two from the telcos. Eventually, of course, as we all know, consolidation happened. Uh, a lot of them, you know, uh, eventually got consolidated to, to where we are today. So we're back to, you know, two major players. Uh, third coming in. Uh, so that's, that's, that's how it, it was. It, it went from a complete deregulation. Uh, maybe with eight, nine players, now we're back to two and three. So... Interesting. Yeah. It was a very interesting ride for me back then. Mm-hmm. So I was heading telco. Um, I was in the region traveling. Biglang a company called EMC called me. Oh. Uh, I, I didn't know who EMC was. <laughs> uh, in one of my trips, I said, we need to talk to you. You know, so I spoke to them. Um uh, and then after so many discussions, initially I said no because I've always been in the industry side, you know, banking, mm-hmm. telco. Biglang EMC was a product company, was a storage company. So I felt masyadong limiting ata to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were persistent. After I said no, they came back. After another month, they came back. So the third time, sabi ko, offer. so I started... <laughs> I started studying what was EMC, no? Uh-huh. Then I found out it, EMC was the stock of the decade for the New York Stock Exchange. So, huh? Bakit to stock of the decade? The stock grew 80,000% in the wow. decade. So if you had $1... dollars <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the decade, $80,000. So, oh. wow. so there, there must be something good with this company, no? So, and, so I studied more. Then eventually they convinced me that hey, it's a good company, it's a very innovative company, and they they wanted me to start EMC in the Philippines. Oh, no? wow. So wow. I said, oh, it's a good challenge, uh, opportunity for me to essentially start up a new company. I haven't experienced that. I've always worked for a company yeah. that's established. 
although they're all market leaders. EMC was a market leader in its own right. It was the leader in the storage uh, space, although they're not in the Philippines. So mm. there's risk because you know I'm I'm going to introduce it to the to the market, but I'm backed by a reputable company. So I decided to join them. Uh, what year in was January that? January 2000. I, I took the risk. Remember. Yes. Oh, so I took the risk. I I I said goodbye to IBM, uh, and then I joined EMC January 3, I think. On my first day, they flew me to the U.S. for uh, for a kickoff. Um, I think I flew to New Orleans, and then I got uh, introduced to the EMC culture. So very different. Um, I think in IBM, one thing I would say is, you know, that, that's where I honed my management skills and the values and culture. I joined EMC. It was a very results-driven company uh, uh, because they, 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 were, they were very successful. As I said, stock of the decade, everyone was, uh, the, the technology was considered uh, game-changing. Uh, they started as a storage company. Essentially, the value proposition nila was, if you're a mainframe customer, use EMC, papalitin namin yung batch window mo. Kasi ang bilis ng makina namin. So, because back then, the, the challenge with, with most uh, mainframe application was the batch window, di ba? Kasi may batch window lagi eh. Uh, mm. You'll run your operations online during the day, and then at night you will run the batch window. So, mm. kuminsan, because of the transactions and the volume, nag extend yung batch window beyond uh, the night. So, hindi ka ngayon makastart ng, <laughs> ng operations during, at, at 9 o'clock, diba, if you're a bank. So, EMC approached a lot of the mainframe customers and said, Use my storage, we will shorten your batch window. So that was mm. the first. Um, and it worked. Uh, and then after a, a plain storage, that, so the value proposition was performance. And then after that, from the main green, there were Unix was introduced, diba? and then x86. They said, hey, you have a single storage that you can connect to all three platforms. So it was an enterprise storage. And back okay. then, they were the first to do that. So what does that give the customer? It gives you the capability to increase the utilization of your storage infrastructure. Because it's shared na siya ngayon eh. Dati, mm -hmm. ka ng storage for mainframe, storage for Unix, storage for x86. Mm -hmm. So siguro, iba-iba yung utilization. Now, if you pull it, then it gives you the capability to up the utilization, and then there's a single way of managing your, your data. Single way of backing up for all your mainframe, Unix, and x86. There's a single mm. way of doing disaster recovery. There was a single way of protecting your, your, your storage. So mm. they changed the world from a server-centric architecture, ginawa nilang storage-centric architecture. So that was wow. the value proposition. Uh, uh, so uh, what were the challenge initially? What were the challenges putting up EMC in the Philippines? Logistical uh, wise, mga ganon. Uh, I, I, I think the, 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 the,
actually I think yung ano it's changing the mindset of the team because it was EMC's way of selling was very di- different. I always described it as um para ang evangelist eh. Kasi when you the traditional way of um how customers set up the infrastructure or as I was saying, it was very server centric. Mm. In server, kakabitan mo ng printer, kakabitan mo ng storage, kakabakap, ganyan. And then EMC was, ang center of the infrastructure was storage. So, in a way, you had to educate, spend a lot of effort educating first ourselves because that's not the way we, we, we were thinking of infrastructure. And then how do we educate the, the customer? So, I always said our biggest challenge was not competition because our technology was... Okay, lang the yun biggest yun. challenge was changing the mindset of the market. Mm-hmm. Especially na puro ano, no, so ang dami yun legacy yun. systems. Nung time na yun, ang dami ng legacy oh, systems. Oh, oh, but, but you know, if you do a proof of concept, you let them try it, magugulat sila, wow, pwede pala yan. You know? mm-hmm. It was a very, as I said, very different technology, very innovative. Um, and um, once customers experience it they they loved it they loved it and then uh, the internet era came right so it was very important that customers were running 24 by 7 so which means importanting might see yung batch window there should be a technology that in fact that will allow you to run 24 by 7 emc had that emc had the software that allows companies to operate 24 by 7. Uh, they had a software na gagawa ka ng copy, instant copy, para marun mo yung, back, yung, yung, uh, yung batch job in the background while you continue with your online operation. So when that internet uh, age came in, there were um, a few uh, vendors in the market who really made their name and made it big. Oracle on the database side, Cisco in the network side, mm-hmm. Sun in the server, kasi Unix, di ba? Oh, very, yeah. very hip on Unix, not open systems, and EMC on the storage. So we were called the four horsemen of the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so, oh, yung so parang to work oh. in those four companies back then, medyo hip. Kasi yes, oh. kayo, kayo yung, ano, di ba? <laughs> kayo yung innovative companies. Oh, Parang pag nawala really kayo, walang internet nung time na yun. <laughs> diba? <laughs> Pero kumbaga, we were the proven technologies yeah. back then. So, Behind that on, back end. Yeah, mm. and so that, shortly after, after two years, we, after starting EMC here for two years, number one, naging number one ng EMC sa Philippines. And oh. you know, you were covering me back then. Oh. Yeah, oh. Sure you remember, uh, Look, laging ano nun, laging consistent uh, um, achiever ang Philippines sa ASEAN or Asian region, Ronnie, di ba? Uh, <coughs> oh, relative to the ASEAN, but Philippines market, if I recall, starting mga 2002, 2003, nag- number one kami, so dire-direction mm-hmm. na yan. So, okay. Ano nun eh, kitawag na Rolls Royce ng storage. Uh, the market the market grew already um but then again if we recall the early 2000s then came the there was a crisis diba? there was a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> nag, nagkaroon na ng challenge so 
um, I think, luckily, the, the company back then, EMC, saw that and started their journey to evolve. No? So they bought, uh, they were focused on the high-end mainframe. They bought a company called Data General in 1999, mm. which allowed them to introduce a mid-tier storage offering. Then they bought a company called Legato for backup. Yeah, I remember. Uh, they, called, I remember that. they bought VMware. They VMware, bought VMware yeah. in 2004. So, medyo nag-broaden nag yung portfolio ng EMC, right? So, mm. And they repositioned themselves from a pure storage or an enterprise storage company. They started saying, now we're a company that can manage your whole information lifecycle, right? So, from the I time data is produced to the time it's used, they can save it, they can manage it to the time that you want to dispose of the data, we can all manage that for you because of the acquisitions that they've, they've made. And uh, I think there were good acquisitions. Uh, they, they, they stitched well together. And then eventually EMC continued their acquisition. They bought, uh, what else? Uh, Greenplum on the big data. Oh, yeah, they, remember. They bought uh, Pivotal. Mm -hmm. uh, again, so, so, so that went through the years. I think that kept me excited working for the company for what, 18, 17 years. Yeah. Uh, Marami naging kaibigan, Jing. Aside oh. from Ronnie, sila Teddy, sila uh, Rene, Tablante, sila... Mm -hmm. Who else ba yung mga kasama mo, Ronnie? Doon sa... Continue pa doon eh. Madami, Dennis Tumpa. Sino? Uh -huh. so, konti pa rin yun nun. Oo, konti pa lang sila nun. Oo. Uh, uh. I remember then, talaga, what I remember about EMC, yung mga big words na ginagamit natin ngayon sa AppTech. Sa big data. Big data talaga sa kanila. Oh, big data. Oh. Yes. Oh, so, so information lifecycle uh, management. Medyo forward-looking, di ba? Yes. That's And true. then, I think, uh, so fast forward, uh, 2016, 2015, um, 2015, uh, Dell and e Dell announced uh, it's interest. It, it's looking at buying EMC. EMC. Yeah, EMC. The, the deal was finally formalized in 2016, and then in 2017, uh, operationally the two companies came together. The two teams came together. The biggest, no? It's and, the biggest uh, in tech. Yung acquisition na yun, uh, biggest. biggest acquisition in in tech back then, uh, over $60 billion. Um, and I was fortunate to be given the opportunity to head the combined team in the Philippines. Um, so they gave me that, that, uh, that role. And so my, my challenge back then was, uh, how do I, you know, uh, gel the two teams mm. who, from, from uh, different cultures, different background and, uh, and uh, different, uh, you know, culture uh, solution areas and all. So, yeah. maraming challenges every time you merge two companies. And so, that was the challenge then. 2017, I was formally announced. And then now, oh, yeah, now Four I'm years still after. Uh, <laughs> still there. Uh, <laughs> so, and the company has evolved. Uh, yeah. You know, back then, 
it's good for me because back then EMC was largely information infrastructure, mm-hmm. diba? storage, backup. But and then Dell broadened with with the combination of Dell. Now we have the full suite of infrastructure, end to end. We have oh, servers, oh, we have uh, client product, oh, we have. Uh, uh, storage, we have backup, we have security, we, we have, uh, name it, basta end-to-end, anywhere from the edge to the core to the cloud, you know, we, we have the offering for that. So um, that's where we're positioned right now. Uh, I think Michael Dell had the vision then to say, hey, there is no company that provides that end-to-end infrastructure solution. Companies are also trying to choose strategic partners. Mm. So they want to talk to less people instead of you know, talking to 100 vendors, maybe reduce it to 10, 20. And so he made a good call to say, hey, I want Dell Technologies to be that company. You see mm. other companies in the industry who decided otherwise. They started chopping off the company, selling it into pieces. and you know, So... Totally different strategy, but I think it's working well for Dell Technologies today, uh, uh, given where we are. Jing, alam mo, sobrang bilib ako sa staying power ni ano. Oh <laughs> mo, 17, 18 years yata as country manager ng... ng 21 to? Hindi first... Parang first and last, siya lang eh. No? Oh. Parang siya yung Mr. EMC. Parang gano'n. Tapos ngayon, <laughs> siya, siya pa lang din. I mean, wala, nawala na yung mga kasabay. Kaya Dell. Dell EMC. Oh. Diba Dell EMC pa rin ang tawag, di ba? Ronnie? Or uh, hindi na yata? Uh, uh, well, Dell Technologies. We, we've now called it Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies. Because uh, oh. if you look at Dell, uh, it's beyond Dell EMC. Dell EMC is just, was just one brand. Ah, ah, okay. It's actually a, a family of company, businesses. As I said, we have VMware. You're probably aware we have VMware. We have a company uh, for uh, like uh, VirtuStream. We have security companies like uh, SecureWorks. Uh, we use the Dell brand for our client products, uh, laptops, desktops. So, so Dell Technologies we have umbrella. several brands. Oh, the umbrella. Oh, so Dell Technologies show umbrella, which we use. Uh, which which okay. houses the the family of businesses who are what we call strategically aligned. Uh, they operate independently, but they're strategically aligned. There's synergies to be had by doing that, based on that strategy. And as I said, uh, you know, uh, we're we're delivering joint solutions into the market, uh, be it in the area of uh, you know workforce management. Uh, with with the recent uh, events since yeah. last year, uh, yeah, how, companies how are you have coping? shifted uh, dramatically to remote work. Yes. How, you, so how that, is that how are well tech companies uh, coping with the pandemic, especially Dell? Sorry, what? How are you coping with the current pandemic, especially well, now? Especially oh, well, well, um, I think one thing that came out of the pandemic was the realization that. Um, you know, companies need to accelerate their transformation mm. uh, because, you know, uh, technology became very important for a company to survive. And those who invested early in their digital transformation journey, um, you know, uh, 
in a way, turned out to be at an advantage when the pandemic you know, uh, came about. Because they were ready, they were ready to serve their customers uh, using technology, online transactions, they were able to support. Uh, people didn't want to go, for example, if you're a bank, you know, you have to shift away from the branches. Uh, telco, same thing. Uh, there's a lot of innovation that came out uh, that forced companies to innovate because of the lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, one of the big things that happened was workers suddenly were shifted to become remote work workers, working from home. Mm -hmm. Even call centers and, uh, you know, all shifted. And that, that drove acceleration in the workforce transformation space. Uh, when we talk about transformation, there are four areas we look at. Workforce, yung remote workforce. There's the IT transformation, the data center. How do you make it faster, scalable, and more uh, efficient? And then there's security, and then there's the application side. All these pillars work together, are important pillars to for a company to look at when they're going through a digital journey. Uh, we think all companies have no choice. All companies will have to convert or take that journey to becoming a digital organization. Uh, it's a digital company. So our, our, our vision is really to, and, and strategy is really to lead our customers in that transformation, help them uh, accelerate that journey uh, so that they can, uh, they, can be, they can get the outcome, the business outcomes that they want uh, in, 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 in the market. That allows them to compete. And in fact, if you look at the data, uh, with the pandemic, locally, 84% of uh, the companies said they had to increase their budget, their IT budget, mm. Uh, mm. in 2020 because of you know, the need to accelerate that digital journey. Mm. Um, in a global survey, 84% of companies said they had to fast track their transformation, digital transformation initiatives uh, yes. to bring it forward <laughs> in order to cope with, with, with what's happening in the market, right? Um, many companies feared or feared that uh, they might not survive the, the pandemic uh, because they were not ready. They were caught flat-footed. And so the lesson learned is really, you know, if you're a company, you invested early, you, you, you're, you're innovative, you're agile, you had the right infrastructure, investment in technology and, and uh, digitization, then um, I think you were well positioned in your market. And those mm -hmm. who were late are trying to catch up now or will, will not survive. So yeah. I, I think that, that's very clear. Mm -hmm. I think from our standpoint, that, that was one of the things that, that uh, came out of, of that experience. Companies accelerated it. Now, mm. of course, moving forward, and dami pa, there's new technologies that are coming in. Uh, I think companies have realized that IT becomes more important now. It's become, it, it has gone back to be a boardroom discussion. Dati, IT in some companies was, you know, IT lang yan, automation lang yan. But now, companies are realizing it's necessary for survival. It's necessary for competitive advantage. It's necessary so, uh, to, to, 
deliver better customer experience to your market. No? So, mm -hmm. so the game has changed. Um, for you to compete locally and globally, uh, technology is inevitable. That investment is inevitable. Uh, and what's exciting out there is, you know, uh, edge technology is coming, uh, 5G enabled by 5G. Uh, so exciting, exciting solutions are coming in. The, the use cases for, for example, edge computing and uh, 5G is is is, uh, is uh, very interesting. Uh, you're seeing it both locally and in other countries. Johnny, on a personal level, um, if you if you look back in your career. Uh, what were the highlights and important milestones in 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 your in your career uh, that made you I don't know uh, stick around for a long time here in this industry? Any mga high points ng career mo? Hmm. Siguro ang ano dyan is before the career. Where 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 did I? Uh, I, I was trained as a young boy na okay lang maghirap. You work for you work mm -hmm. for something uh, that you want. Uh, you have to earn it. So my 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 parents trained me to think that way. So right. even in so you you set a goal for yourself, you do everything you can, you work hard to get that goal. So I did that in my personal life. Uh, in my education, you know, I, I say oh, I wanna gusto ko naman, I'll graduate with honors, so I'll do it. Mm -hmm. ako, and then uh, I want to, you know, I want I want to um, uh, be one of the best in what I do. Mm -hmm. So I work hard. When I entered sales, ganun din, uh, I want to reach my targets. I have a commitment. So I met my, my targets consistently. I think in my 11 years or 10 years in IBM, I only missed my target once. Wow. Um, so I think that uh, highlights, again, uh, I think my time in IBM, that was when I was honing my management skills. Uh, at, at each point in my career, you you develop a different aspect of your of your person. Um, EMC because of its very uh, results driven culture, I think taught me how you know to drive results. Uh, operational excellence was very important. Execution was important. Building a and it gave me the experience to build a winning team a high-performing team from scratch because I started the company from zero. So I built the culture, you know, the leadership builds the culture. I built the values. Um, and, and luckily for me, uh, a lot of them still, uh, a lot of the members, uh, team members in EMC still work for Dell today. And so, uh, you know, I, I think I'm very proud of the team I built um they 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 keep me from uh you know worrying because uh, i can rely on them i think <laughs> one secret is if you are able to build a very good team then your work becomes much much easier right yeah, so, that's true that's true uh, and then now with dell the exp highlight jan was you know how do you how do you do an integration as seamless as possible uh Building a new culture, building a new team, um, and again, making that a high-performing team. So that's that's another uh, highlight of my career that I can be proud of. Uh, we've integrated the company uh, pretty well, I think, if you ask me. Um, 
Uh, there's now a sense of belonging, sense of teamwork. Uh, it's a high-performing team. Uh, again, something that uh, I'm very proud of. Uh, uh, highly respected team, not only locally, but I think you know within the Dell world uh, in the region, uh, the Philippine team is known. So I'm proud of that. Wow. So, lana tayong oras jing uh, one hour tayong nakipagpentod <laughs> karon kasi mesmerized tayo kay Rodi. Kendang <laughs> <laughs> ganon ako yung tonya when he started uh, the company, the uh, really big company na totally unknown to a lot of people. Yung EMC. Uh, uh, Siya jing first and last country manager. <laughs> Ang team ni Rodi. Uh, ayun so he he has made then, a mark in the in, in the IT industry. And he's, he has paid his dues. He, ano, Ronnie's also, um, ano, dati, uh, what do you call this? Active member of uh, ITAP, di ba? ITAP, yeah. yeah. Helping yeah. Yeah. in the industry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're very, very honored to have you, Ronnie, here. We acknowledge your contributions in the industry. And we wish you all the, uh, ano, more. the more, more achievements in the future. Thank you. Ano ba? Ronnie, pwede ka lang mag-retire. Matagal natin kaibigan si Ronnie. May mga comments lang dito, mga ano, okay, okay. Ano, um, basahin lang natin. Uh-oh. Sila Jeannie, ano? si Wait, Jane Tuazo, no? oh, ng Aircon Star Passing, si RJ Espinosa, si Alex Fuentes, si Mel Dominguez, si Alvin Pingo, si Ron Francisco, si uh, Paolo Lising, si Julie Tanaka, si Ronan Prudencio, si May Parbo, si Rena Ledesma, sabi niya, itong episode, daramdam mo ang iyong edad. <laughs> Great message, especially... <laughs> To the young listeners, professional Uh-oh. about hard work, working well, teamwork, and resilience. Actually, yun oh, naman yeah. purpose talaga ng show na to, itong in-between, para makita nyo po yung mga yung mag- naging successful sa, ano, no, sa evolution ng Philippine IT na sa industry natin. Kasi iniisip, maka iniisip nyo lang po eh, yung mga nasa Silicon Valley lang, ang mga, uh, yung mga kumikita o kaya nagkakaroon ng magandang career, hindi po. Dito po sa Pilipinas, ang dami pong mga kaibigan namin, mga mga kasama namin sa industriya na maganda po ang posisyon nila sa tech industry at naging part po sila ng digital transformation which is all still continuing to evolve dito sa Pilipinas. Yan po ang purpose namin para ma-inspire po kayo. Correct. Okay. So paalam na tayo, Jing. Uh, siguro, yes. meron. Uh... We'll give uh, Ronnie, Ronnie the Ronnie. last, ano, last, uh, siguro, uh, last parting words. Okay, well, again, thank you for having me. Siguro, uh, last message would be, uh, we, we all recognize that technology is uh, um, transforming the world. Uh, there, it's In a way, technology is helping uh, shape uh, human human progress and uh, Dell as a company I'm proud to be part of it and our our, our uh, purpose is really to create technology that would uh, you know drive human progress so not only are we trying to sell for the sake of selling but you know we we, we are happy to see that uh, we're helping change the world uh, to become a better world 
to accelerate the transformation we're helping companies uh, deliver outcome and for companies i think you know it's already a given um, we need to invest in in uh, uh, seriously in our di digital transformation journey because uh, you know uh, technology will, will eventually uh, determine and uh, becomes part of our daily life so um, it's inevitable and we're here to help you yep thank okay you. with that Thank you very much, Mr. Ronnie Latinazo, Country Manager of Dell Technologies Philippines. Maraming salamat, you, Ronnie. Ronnie. Okay, sa lahat, sa lahat ng ating mga uh, Facebook guys. viewers na sumabaybay, maraming salamat mga nag-comment. Si Michael Lad, si Rick Valera, uh, yung ganitong manager, ang hinahanap ng karamihan, sabi niya, pahabon niya. Okay, maraming po salamat. Kita-kita po ulit tayo next week. Si Earl Valencia po ang ano natin, ang magiging uh, guest natin for In Between. Sabi so, siyang... Yeah. Yung founder po siya ng IDSpace, tsaka uh, Silicon Valley executive yeah. to. Uh, Well-known Silicon Valley. Pinoy. Silicon Valley Pinoy, executive. Pinoy, uh, yes. Okay. Jing? Yes. Okay. Jinger siya po ng techsabado.com. Huwag niyo kalimutan sa Sabat, Sabat, Sabado. Techsabado. Darating na Sabado po yan. 8pm din po. Like at follow niyo ang aming mga social media pages. Facebook.com slash techsabado. Facebook.com slash newsbyth. Nasa Twitter din kami at techsabado at newsbyth. So mga nanonood ng techsabado sa YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up kung nagustuhan niyo po ang aming programa ngayon araw na to. At bigyan din kami ng ano, no? Na ay subscribe din po kayo. Meron pong button sa baba. Click niyo lang po yan at yung notification bell kung gusto niyo pong ma-alert ng mga bagong video mula sa techsabado at sa in-between. Of course, ang aming website techsabado.com at news .com at saka newsbytes.ph Remind ko lang mga viewers, mga gusto po mag-show ng support sa amin dito sa TechSabado at sa YouTube. May link po kami sa Facebook namin at sa YouTube namin kung paano nyo po doon gagawin. Mabangan yung podcast version nitong show na to by Friday at Spotify na po siya. Maraming maraming salamat TLDT Smart Group Corporate Communications Team for their continuing support. Thank you MSI, AMD, Noctua for the support of our tech news website techsabado.com Xplit for the support on our weekly streaming. Don't forget techsabado this Saturday next week ulit para sa In Between where a mask, stay home, stay safe. Magandang gabi po sa inyong lahat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.